at your feet, O oh Lord God. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the mercies, O oh Lord God. We thank you, Father, Lord, that you've kept us through the day, O oh Lord, and are going out and are coming in, Lord. And Father, this evening, Lord, we just come, O oh Lord, to sit at your feet, Lord, desiring that you speak to us, Father. Lord, we desire, Heavenly Father, you lift us up, that you encourage us this evening, Lord God. Father, we desire that you lay the speaker aside, O oh Lord God. Oh Father, you speak, Lord, to each and every individual of us, O oh Lord God. Father, I surrender myself unto you, O Lord, to hear us, O Lord God. Father, Lord, we've worshipped you, we've adored you, O Lord God. Lord, we've even sang now that if that same Spirit, O Lord, dwells in you, dwell in us, it'll quicken these mortal bodies, O Lord God. And Father, we pray, O Lord, as we've gathered together, Lord, may you quicken us, O Lord God. May you draw us nigh, for Lord, we know that our Spirit is dwelling in us this evening, Lord God. Father, we just want to surrender ourselves to you, O Lord. We want to come into service into your hands, Lord. Father, speak, O Lord God. Move, O Lord. Have your liberty, Lord, and miss us, O Lord God. Glorify your name, O Lord God. May you be lifted up high, O Lord God. May you be the one that we shall see, O Lord God, and not a man, Father. Lord, we just want to give it all to you, O Lord. We thank you for the song service, Lord God. Father, we pray the name, O Lord. You will bless the word that will be read, O Lord God. The Lord, you'll be the one to give the interpretation of that word, O Lord Jesus. Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord God. And we just want to say that we love you. So we come it all to you now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Mike and musicians. It's sure good seeing all being exercised this evening. Oh my, that was good. Amen. I should have joined in, in the office too, but amen, that's wonderful. I should thank the Lord to be here this evening. And, and I just want to say, sure enjoy the services on Sunday. Brother Ed, God bless you, and Brother Moses. Sure, was again the Lord moving, and we desire to respond. Amen. Has this seed in us, and we desire to respond to the word. Amen. Amen. And we know the date is living in us, and date want to express itself. Amen. So we'll take our Bibles this evening, and, you know, it must have been a couple of months ago that Brother Ed was going through, you know, Babylon and all those things, and we just want to take a little thought from there this evening with something that has struck us, and the Lord just laid on our heart to bring it out this evening. So we just want the Lord to leave. We open the book of Daniel this evening, amen, and we want to read Daniel chapter 1. Read the first eight verses and then we'll go to Daniel chapter. We'll go to Daniel chapter nine, if I'm not mistaken. We'll go to Daniel chapter nine and we'll read from verse one to three. Amen. Amen. Daniel chapter one, from verse one to eight. In the third year, in the third year of the Ken, in the third year of the Ken of Jehoiakim. In the third year of the reign of, of Jerichim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jerichim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, Ash, Ash the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding of science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongues of the Chaldeans. 
And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine, which he drank, so nourished them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar, and unto Hananiah of Shadrach, and unto Mishael of Meshach, and unto Azariah of Abednego. We just want to focus on this one here. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defoil himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defoil himself. Amen. Let's go to Daniel chapter 9 and we want to read from verse 1 to 3. Amen. Amen. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, wherefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70, 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the Lord of the word he might have you see it. Amen. Amen. I just want to take a lot of thought this evening and amen and trusting that the Lord will have his way. Amen. I title this evening is not giving up. Amen. Not giving up. You see, that's the desire of Satan. Satan will desire to see some people give up. He'll desire to see some people turn back. He'll desire to see some people return to bondage again. That's what Satan will desire to see. But the true seed of God will never give up. Amen. The true seed of God will never turn back, amen, because there is something in them that is driving them, amen. As we heard on Sunday, amen, there is a seed that is in them that is responding to something that is above, amen. There is a deep that is calling to a deep, and there's no way that you can stop that deep, amen. There is something within them that is not by their strength, it's not by their power, but it's a spirit that is living in them, that is driving them, that is pushing them, that they can't but help but just obey the word of God, amen. They just can't stop they just can't turn back amen they just can't listen to the lie of the enemy but they are purposed in their heart that they will press until the end amen we know that we are living in a day in an age which is called a Laodicean age amen and we know this age is the worst among all the ages and brother Branham will speak about the age and he'll say as has been written in the scriptures that as it is the worst of all the ages it's not going to get any better amen but it's just going to get worse and worse and worse as we go on but we know and we can recall from the scripture and we can recall and know that in the age of Laodicea it is mentioned that there ought to be some overcomers also. There ought to be some people that are sitting in the throne with God. Amen. Laodicea is not only about darkness. Laodicea is not only about perversion. Laodicea is not only about a season or a place where people are lost. A place where people are naked. But Laodicea is talking also about an overcoming people. It's talking about a people. Amen. That are going to sit in the throne with God. Just as Jesus is sitting on a throne with his own father. Amen. And I believe that in here we have those kind of people who are in this age to be called overcomers, who are in this age to be a victorious people. And I believe this is the time that we ought to determine in our heart that we are not giving up. No matter what comes our way, we are not giving up. Amen. Amen. I appreciated the attitude of the church, you know, when the lockdown came and Amen. No matter even was 15 people, there were some people that purpose in their heart that this church was not gonna be shut down, but services were gonna continue on. There's some people that said we are not giving up. No matter what is going on, we are not giving up. 
And I believe that that attitude ought to continue. Amen. I remember the day, you know, when we come. It must have been the 1st of July when they opened up and everyone was coming to church. And my, what a joy that it was. Amen. I remember pulling in the parking lot and seeing the parking lot full. My, that was amazing. And almost more than a year that you could see that. And walking just down through those doors, you could already feel the anointing. The church was full and packed with people. Amen. See, we were pressing on, but you know what happens. Many a time we'll take those moments and we will appreciate them. And, you know, we'll put in everything that we can into those moments and the services that are after that. But after a while, we start to relax because we start to say, you know, we've come back to normal. And now everyone can come to church, you know. I don't need to put in as much as I used to put in. I don't need to pray as much as I used to pray because there are all the brethren that are going to be in the church even earlier than me to pray. So I don't have to be there early like I used to be. Oh, friends, we all know to give up. We all know to change your attitude, amen. It doesn't matter whether we've been open up for a month. I believe the attitude ought to continue. I believe we ought to come to church prepared with an attitude to come to defeat the enemy. I believe we ought to come with the same determination that we had before. I believe this is not a time to cool off. This is not a time to act like Laodicea. This is the time to act as the sons and daughters of God. Amen. I think we ought to be more determined than ever in this season. Amen. You see, his brother Branham will have a vision, a preview of the bride. And you have a preview of the bride, and the bride will come the first time. And, and you look at the bride, and you say, man, she was amazing. And, and she was so beautiful and nicely dressed and all that. And after it, you know, all the, all, the, all the bride will come down through the ages. The one of Asia will come, and, and the one from Europe will come, and, and, and the American bride will come. And, and he'll look at them, and he'll say, it's the worst monk, all the bench. But a voice will say to him that the bride must come again and preview. And the bride comes again in preview, and Brother Branham is saying, they're marching on the song, almost Christian soldiers. And as they're marching on the song, and they're going, and, and Brother Branham watches them, and he said, it was a pretty bunch, it was a pretty bunch of people as they march away. But as Brother Branham watched them as they go and offers his view, he said he saw that there were some few ones at the back that started to lose a step. They started to miss some step. They started to take the wrong step, and he screamed out of them, and he said, stay in line. He says, stay in line. I believe this is not a time for us to go away from the line. This is a time for us to stay in line. This is not a time to be distracted. This is the time to put in everything that we've got in every service. This is time to make every service count. This is the time to make every prayer count. This is the time to make every song count. Amen. Oh, there's not a time of backing down. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not so much interested in what we've got here on this earth. We're interested in what we've got above. Amen. This is not a time for us to be building kingdoms down here because we are not planning to stay here. This is the time to make sure that we've got, we've got a place up there. Amen. This is the time for us to make sure that we are ready to leave and go to another place. Brother Branham will tell the story about, you know, meeting a man and, and he met this man and this man started to tell them about all that he's got. He started to say to him, you see that land there, that is mine. You see that certain store there, that is mine. You see that neighborhood there, that is mine. And you see this, that is mine. Everything that he, Brother Branham could say, he said, that is mine. And Brother Branham said, well, that's wonderful, but I have a question for you. You see, you've shown me everything that you've got here on the earth, and that is beautiful. But Brother Branham looked up and he said, I want to ask you, how much have you got up there? Amen. We ought to ask ourselves how much have we got up there. It's not about how much we've got down here. Because all that is down here is going to perish. Everything that is down here is going to pass away. There's only one time that is not going to pass away. And that is the word of God. Amen. And that is what is going to put us in a rapture. And that's what we need to be seeking for. And making sure that we have got it. Amen. Amen. We are living in another Babylon. We're living in another Sodom and Gomorrah. We're living in another days of Noah. But in the midst of it all, amen, God is determined to have a witness. In the midst of it all, God is determined to have a bride, a word-born bride, amen. Because you see, it was in a time when Israel was taken into captivity. And as Israel was taken into captivity, you know, there was, a, there was a young man by the name of Daniel. 
and Daniel and all the three of, of the Hebrew children are well with him. That we read your name, which was Hananiah, Michelle, Michelle and, and Azariah, which, you know, the Enos gave your name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were taking all of them into captivity, amen. And as they went into captivity, you know, I believe that Daniel had a certain attitude. You know, when they came and they were taking them over, Daniel purposed in his heart that I don't know where I am going. I have never seen that land before. I don't know what it is like. But as I am going there, I am not going to give up. As I am going there, I am not going to turn down what mom and dad has taught me. As I am going to this land, I am not going to forget my God. As I am going to this land, I am not going to forsake my time of prayer. As I am going to this land, I am going to be... What I've always been, and if I can, I am even gonna be better than that. As I am going to the slam, that was the attitude that Daniel took. As a matter of fact, when they got to the land, the eunuchs came, as we read in the scripture, and, and they told them, and they wanted some special among the among the Hebrew children to you know to set them before the king at a certain time. And they picked up Daniel and the three Hebrew children, and they said, "We're gonna feed you with this kind of food and do this and the other." But Daniel told the king, he told the eunuch, he said, "We are your purpose." in my heart that I am not going to defy myself with the king's meat. I am not going to defy myself with the king's meat. Neither am I going to defy myself with his wine. I am not going to have anything to do with the tents of Babylon. They brought me here in captivity, but I'm not going to be part of it. The pride you've been putting in here and there to see it, but we are not going to be part of it. I believe we ought to purpose in our heart that we are not, that we are not going to defy ourselves with the tents of this world. We are not going to compromise. It doesn't matter how much they want to heat the furnace, let them go ahead and heat it. Let him go ahead and heat a furnace. Let him go ahead and pull laws in places. Let him go ahead and do whatever they want. But we are not going to defile ourselves because we have understood by books. Amen. Because we have understood by books that there is a fourth man that is living on the inside. There is a fourth man that is living on the inside. They can heat it as much as they want. They can't burn us. There's no way they can burn this one. Amen. Because there is a fourth man that is living inside of this bride. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You see, Daniel was living in a hard time. Brother Branham will say, Gabriel's instruction to Daniel Jeffersonville 1961 is that I want you to notice how Daniel, yet an alien, yet ousted from his people, ousted from his church, without, without one church service, without any church to go to, without any hymns to be sung, but what he sang himself in the midst of all of this, still held on to what the prophet said. Amen. Hallelujah. In the midst of it all, he held on to what the prophet said. He said, I am not going to turn away from what Jeremiah said. Oh, hallelujah. As he was living there, he made sure that in his luggage, he had that scroll of Jeremiah. Amen. He made sure he had that scroll in his back because he was going to need it. Because there was something written in there that pertained to Daniel and his people. Amen. But I'm said no church to go to, nobody to fellowship with. Everybody went to heathen temples. Everybody worshiped the idols. No Christian song. Nobody believed the same thing he did. And in 68 years from a young man, about 12, 14 years old, when he was taken down there, he said he held true to God and understood by Jeremiah's prophet that the day were almost accomplished. He understood that the days were almost accomplished. Oh, hallelujah. How many have understood that the days are almost accomplished and we are not giving up at this time? Oh, I hope Satan is tuning in this evening. We are not giving up at this time. We are not going to let any service be less than the other service. Because God moves higher and higher each time. And we want to follow him. 
We want to follow him. We don't want to stay behind, but we want to follow him. We want to give space to the world as the ark goes forth, but we don't want to be too far away from it also because we want to see him. We want to see it lead the way. We want to see it split Jordan again because we had him towards the promised land. Amen. You see, in the midst of it all, you see, Daniel wasn't looking at the condition. He wasn't looking at what was going on in Babylon. He wasn't looking at, you know, all the gods that they had in Babylon. He wasn't even looking at his own people that came out with him. Because the scripture recorded in Psalm 1 to 27 and say that at the rivers of Babylon, his own people sat down and wept. Oh, I tell you, there's some believers that have lost their victory. There's some believers that have lost their praise. But Daniel said, I am not going to lose mine. He said, I am not going to lose mine. His own people sat down and wept at the rivers of Babylon. You see, these were people that had given up. They had given up. They had lost every hope. They were ready to take whatever Babylon had to give to them. They were ready to take whatever Babylon had to give to them. But Daniel had purpose in his heart. They said, while I'm going to Babylon, I am not going to have the attitude of a slave. I am not going to have a slave mentality in Babylon. I am not going to have a mentality of bondage in Babylon. But I am going to serve my God. No matter what it takes, I am going to serve my God. And you know, when you take that kind of attitude, all hell rises against you. All hell rises against you when you take that kind of attitude. Because not many years after that, it was the reign of the king Darius. And Darius came into power. And, and as Darius came into power, Darius sure must have heard of, of Daniel. Amen. Of how Daniel was able to interpret the writing that was on the wall. And so Darius, as he was trying to fortify his kingdom, Babylon, he thought that he was going to put 120, 120 princes over the kingdoms. And, and over the princes, well, he was going to put three presidents. And among these three presidents was Daniel. And Daniel was the first among the three presidents. And the king found favor, Daniel found favor on the side of the king, that the king loved Daniel. And the king wanted to put Daniel over the entire realm. Put him in control over all of them. But when the princes and the presidents had obeyed that, they weren't happy about that. They didn't want to see Daniel be the one to control them. And say this, and so they started to gather themselves together and try to plot against Daniel. They were trying to plot against Daniel. And the scripture was saying in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6 from verse 4 to 5. And it said, and then the president and the princess sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But I want you to notice something said, but they could not find none occasion or fault. Oh, there's something about this pride. Amen. They couldn't find none occasion or fault. For as, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall find occasion against this Daniel. We, 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 we shall not find occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. They couldn't find anything against him, but they said if we can find something against him, against the law of his God, then we've got him. And that's what he's been trying to do to the bride. Find something against her, against the law of the Lord. If only he could get her to disbelieve the word. Only if he could get her to lose her faith. Because he knows that without faith she cannot please God. If only he could find occasion against her own God. Everything he's trying to look for just as it was back in those days with the Pharisees. And they came and said, oh, but they didn't wash their hands. Trying to find occasion. But your own law. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. It's the Sabbath. Why are they eating? Trying to find occasion. Amen. And so they went on and they went and asked the king for a decree. And, and they said, you know, for the next 30 days, 
if there is anyone that is going to bow to God or to any other man except to the king, they're going to put them in the lion's den. And Daniel held the decree. Daniel had the decree. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't ignorant of the decree. He knew the decree. Even before they went to tell him he was a prophet, he probably even knew while they were sitting standing there talking to the king, he could already hear what they were talking about. He was a prophet. He knew the decree. Oh, but Daniel wasn't looking at that decree. Daniel was remembering the word that was spoken by Solomon. That if wherever they are, even in bondage, if they will turn their eyes onto the temple and they will pray. If they'll turn their eyes and they will pray, the Lord will hear them. And that was what Daniel was concerned about. He wasn't concerned about the decree that was given out. There was another decree that he was concerned about. It was a decree we promise. Hallelujah. And moreover, the days of deliverance were drawing nigh. The days of deliverance were drawing nigh. And Daniel didn't have time. Didn't have 20 days to waste of no prayer. He said, I can't wait 30 days of not praying because of some stupid degree. I can't waste that time. I can't be distracted. The time of deliverance is near. As a matter of fact, the princes and the presidents are torn against us. But I am not giving up. He said, I am not giving up. It doesn't matter what they say. I've got a decree that I am looking at. He said, I am not giving up. Amen. I am not going to be distracted. Oh, and as the day broke forth, he opened his window and he kneeled as he kneeled every day. And he went into prayer as he went every day. I want you to notice the time was drawing nigh. Deliverance was drawing nigh. Look at the attitude of Daniel. Daniel wasn't giving up. Daniel didn't care about the decree. Daniel said, I am going into prayer because very soon we are living in this place. And as Daniel went into prayer, he didn't go into prayer for himself. He went into prayer and he brought all the congregation with him. And he started to pray for the congregation. He started to intercede for the sin of the congregation. He started to intercede for everything and ask for forgiveness. He put himself in the boat with them. It didn't matter whether he was a prophet or not. He said, we all have sinned. We all have transgressed. We all have done wrong. It doesn't matter who it is. Because in the eyes of God, even in our righteousness, we have just as filled the rags. And he looked at it and he said, it doesn't matter. God, you forgive us. We want to get out of this place. We can't stay here anymore. The tents are getting harder, but you have promised we can see the time, we can see the season, and we want to live this place, and so we are going into prayer. We are not giving up. Hallelujah. Oh, and he's just kept on praying and praying and praying and praying. Oh, but you know, as they does these, you know, scoffers came over and, and they went to the king and said, you know, there's someone that is bowing down to another God. And the king was sorry that, it, you know, to mention the name, it was Daniel and the king was sorry to pay that. And they said to the king, you see, you can't change the decree. According to the laws of the land, you can't change the decree. As you have signed it, that's the way it ought to be. Oh, but the one time that the prince and the president failed to see that Darius wasn't Daniel's can. Daniel had another can. Darius wasn't his can. He didn't care about what Darius said. He didn't care about what Darius signed. He had another can. He had another report that he was looking at. Oh, hallelujah. And I could see him at that time as they were going about. And he could see that all the people have gone and reported him and all that was going on. Daniel started to encourage himself. And he started to remember what his kin has said. Oh, hallelujah. And he started to remember in Psalm chapter 27. 
Hallelujah. He started to quote the word back to himself. Oh, hallelujah. And he started quoting Psalm 27 and said, The Lord is my Lord and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Oh, let him gather against me. Whom am I going to fear? He said, The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, hallelujah. He said, When the wicked and even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh they stumble and they fell oh hallelujah oh Daniel said to encourage himself he was listening to the voice of his can not the decree of Darius because the decree of Darius will perish but the words of his can will never perish Oh, hallelujah. It'll never perish. It's a doe and host and camp against me. My heart shall not fear. He had an attitude with him. He said, Though the wicked, though war should rise against me, he said, In this will I be confident. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But he didn't stop there. He said, I want to go and see something in Psalm chapter 23. Oh, hallelujah. I said, I'm going to go Psalm chapter 23 from verse 4. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will. Fear no evil. He said, I am not giving up. I don't care about your decree. I have got another decree. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, hallelujah. He said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence. In the presence of my enemies. He's not preparing a table in the absence of his enemies. Friends, we are living in Laodicea. And we've got enemies in Laodicea. But right in the front of Laodicea. Right in the midst of Laodicea. He has prepared a table. And is laid on the table. Malachi chapter 4. is laid on the table. A rapture and fade. is laid on the table. A perfect love. is laid on the table. Oh, come on, church. He's laid it on the table. Because his bride... In the presence of his enemy, in the presence of his enemy, he has prepared a table. A table of overcoming, a table of victory. That's the table that he has prepared in the front of his enemy. Oh, we are not giving up. We are not giving up. Oh, Satan, we have just started. We are not giving up. Oh, hallelujah. And not only, but he has anointed me, he has anointed my head with oil, my cup, run it over. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Daniel was encouraging himself. He didn't care about the decree of Darius, he cared about his king's decree. Amen. He had a promise that he was holding on to. You see, the one thing that the prince and the, and the president f- 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 failed to see, that God had put Daniel to rule over them. You see, it was God who put him in that position. You may think that it was Darius. It wasn't Darius. It was God that put him in that position to rule over the princes and to rule over the presidents. And there was no way that the princes and the presidents were going to rule over Daniel. There was no way that they were going to rule over Daniel because that would break God's word. That would break God's action. There was no way that they were going to rule over him. Amen. Amen. And God has made his bride. Oh, hallelujah. God has made this bride a ruler over every prince of hell. He has made his bride a ruler over every president of the kingdom of hell. And like Daniel, we are not giving up. Like Daniel, we are going back to the book. We are going back. We are going to take those promises and we are not giving up. Like Daniel, we are not relenting even one bit. 
Hallelujah. But like Daniel, we are going on all the way. We are going on until the body change. Hallelujah. We are not relenting even one bit. Hallelujah. Oh, because we, we have understood by books. We have understood by books that the mount of the lion is already short. We have understood by books that the mouth of the lion is already been shot. The mouth of fear is already been shot. The mouth of depression is already been shot. The mouth of lust is already been shot. The mouth of anxiety is already been shot. The mouth of the enemy has already been shot because we have understood a boy box. Amen. We've understood it as all have been shot, amen. And the reason why is because there is a bloodline that he cannot cross. There is a bloodline that he cannot cross. Those lions cannot go over Daniel because once he got in there, God surrounded him. God made him. God covered him. And there was no way, there was none that was going to have a way to touch him. Those lions' men were shot. And today we can go back and read them and we can know that whatever lion is, is rise up against us, their made has already been shot. We can understand the boy books today. That he made has been shot. Everything. Amen. Because there is a bloodline that he cannot cross. There is a justification that he cannot touch. There is a Holy Ghost that he cannot fight. Hallelujah. There is a Holy Ghost that he cannot fight. Hallelujah. We have been liberated. We have been liberated. The princes and the presidents have been given to the maid of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh yeah, come on church. They have been given to the maid of the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is already eating them up that day at Calvary. When he went up on the cross, every lion's male was shut up because the true lion has spoken. Oh glory, I just said the true lion has spoken and everyone had to shut up. And you know what? The same lion is living on his pride today. And she has been made the final voice to this final age. Oh, and every lion, every other maid has to be shot at the moment that she speaks. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we coming out of that lion's den this evening. We're coming out of that town this evening because the lions might have been shot. Friends, we have understood by books that the time is drawing nigh. We have understood by books that they had to come and Elijah to restore all things. We have understood by books that Elijah has come and he has restored all things. We have understood by books that there is coming a rapture, but before there is a rapture, there is going to be a pride. We have understood by books, we have understood by books that this pride is going to come a time that she's going to know what she is and what she stands for. We have understood by books. We have understood by books that she's going to be an overcomer. We have understood by books that she's going to do the greater works. We have understood by books that she's going to be an invincible army. We have understood by books that she's going to manifest the third pole. We have understood by books that she's the final voice of this final age. We have understood by books. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She cannot be pained in a den of fear. She cannot be pained in a den of depression. She cannot be consumed by lust. She cannot be consumed by perversion. The maid has been shot. She is predestinated to be a son and daughter of God. Amen. There's data that is living in her. 
Oh friends, the time has come for the seed to make it respond. The time has come for the seed to make it respond. We have been hearing his call. He has been calling for years and years. Then through this age, he has been calling. He has been calling, but is waiting for a people to respond back to that call. So waiting for a people to respond back to that call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The season has come, friends. Why sit we here until we die? Why sit we here until we die? The king said we can go free. He came in the town. He saw us in the town. He made sure that every man was shut up. And he said, you can now go free. Because the time has come for your enemies to go into that den. Simply because you didn't give up. You stood by the word. You understood by books that the time was drawing nigh. And you set your face to pray. Why should we here in this den until we die? Liberty has come. Why should we here until we die? The masterpiece bride will have to speak again. The first masterpiece was stroken and it spoke and it said it is finished. Another masterpiece he was building up after that because he pulled out of his side a bride and he was building another masterpiece which was his bride and now it's come the time for her to speak. Because Revelation 10 tells her that she must prophesy again. The time has come for her voice to be heard. Many voices have been heard, but now is the time for her voice to be heard. Oh, why say we here till we die? It was in Samaria. The Syrians had come by and had seized the city. And the Samaritan was shut in and, and famine came to the land. Famine came to the land. There was no food in the land at all. Until they brought the people to a point where they were committing an abomination. Where they were eating their own children. But right in the midst of it all, God had a prophet in the land by the name of Elisha. And Elisha went out and prophesied. And he said, boy, tomorrow the famine is going to be over. And you will be selling in the gate again. And when Elisha gave the prophecy, there were some people who did not believe him. And Elisha said unto them, you will see it happen, but you will not be a partaker of them. Oh friends, we are not a doubt the word of the prophet. He said, you will see it happen, but you won't be part of it. And so he prophesied. Now I want you to notice that the moment that Elisha prophesied, the city was still sieged. It was still seized by the Assyrian, but Elijah's prophesied and he said tomorrow, so the next day, everything is going to be over. Now God has spoken, there had to be some people that he is going to use to fulfill that prophecy. Oh come on church, there ought to be some people that he is going to use to fulfill that prophecy. And you know at the gate were some people who were despised by everyone. They have been put outside of the gate because they said they had leprosy and they put them out and leprosy is a type of sin and they put them out and they said you are not allowed in the city. They were put out there, cast away, not even looking out. But God looked on them and he said these are the people. Oh glory. He said these are the people that I am going to use to fulfill the prophecy of my prophet. Oh my. oh my, oh they were despised and rejected, but he saw, he saw gold in them, because there was a seed in there, oh glory, there was a seed that had to respond, 
Oh, despised and rejected, they sat at the gate. Oh, man, you know, when God is working, something must be happening in them too. You see, they were sitting there and, and they thought that's the end of our life. But I see the prophecy had gone forward and someone had to fulfill the prophecy. I believe one of the four of them must have been inspired and stricken. And he said, why sit we here till we die? Oh, well, glory. Why sit we here till we die? Why are we casting ourselves down? Why are we being depressed? Why are we giving up? Why are we doing all these things? They said to them, let's take courage and let's start taking steps towards the enemy's camp. Oh, hallelujah. Let's start taking steps towards the enemy's camp. Let's go and fall upon these Assyrians. Oh, hallelujah. And as they were going, they said, if we perish, we perish. If they save our life and they put us into slavery, well, we will stay in slavery. But you see, that wasn't God's plan. Oh, well, glory. That wasn't God's plan. The prophecy that was to be fulfilled, that the Syrians were to be defeated. And he had chosen them to defeat the Syrians. Oh, hallelujah. God's plan was that they were going to defeat the enemy. God's plan was that they were going to come out overcomers. Oh, hallelujah. And I tell you, in this last age, there is a pride that is not a great denomination. There is a pride that is not a, a, great, a great organization. But she is the one that God has chosen. Oh, hallelujah. A prophecy has gone forth by Malachi 4, by William Branham. It has gone forth that there is going to be a pride that is going to have a body change. There ought to be a people that ought to fulfill that prophecy. It doesn't matter if they were despised. It doesn't matter if they came out of a poor home. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter whether they had sin. It didn't matter whether they were in the world. They are the one. Oh, glory. They are the one that he had chosen to fulfill the prophecy. Oh, glory be to God. Why should we here till we die? Oh, let's start taking steps towards the enemy's camp. Oh, come on, church. We are not going to sit here till we die. We are not giving up. Hallelujah. We are not giving up. Hallelujah. Let us stand on our feet. Oh, glory be to God. May the musicians come. We are not giving up. We are not going to sit here till we die. We are called to fulfill the prophecy. We are called to be the bride of this last age. Oh, glory be to God. Laodicea, the scripture in Revelation 3, ends up with overcomers. He ends up with overcomers. He ends up with some people sitting on a throne with him. I don't know, but I think I'm looking at them this evening. I believe I'm looking at them this evening. Friend, this is not a time to give up. This is not a time to relent and pray or to relent with worship or whatever it is. This is the time to press on. This is the time to come to every service with a determination than ever before. You said, oh, you've been prepared all the time to come to service. I want you to notice that there's eternal God in you and eternity cannot end. You said, oh, you've surrendered. That is good. But I want you to know that eternity can never come to an end to surrendering. Even if you've surrendered, you can always surrender more. You can always surrender more. This is not a time to give up. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Can you play something soft? This is the Kezia. Oh, hallelujah. Why should we give up now? Why should we lose faith now? We're on the verge. We're on the verge. This is the time to keep pressing on. You see, Daniel was relying on the prophecy of what was spoken by Solomon. And it turned his face according to the word of Solomon. But I want you to know that tonight there's a greater one than Solomon that is here this evening. A greater than Solomon is here this evening. One time Daniel received a word 
from the Lord. And he set his face to pray. For three weeks he set his face to pray. We're fasting. Sackcloth and he wouldn't take food. And he was praying and desiring an answer from the Lord. And he prayed and prayed and prayed. And three weeks went by, but there was no answer yet. It was on the 24th day when he stood by a river that the Lord appeared unto him. And when he appeared unto him, he said to him, Daniel, the moment that you prayed, the answer was already given. It was already done then. But there was a prince of Persia that was standing in the way. And he said, I couldn't find him, but I called Michael. I called Michael to come on the scene. And Michael to help in the battle. You might have prayed and prayed and you're waiting for an answer. The moment you prayed, he answered. Because he said, before you even spoke, he already knew. Don't give up now. It might be the 19th day. It might be the 20th day. Don't give up now. Keep on pressing. Keep on pressing and praying. It doesn't matter if there's a prince of pressure in the way. Michael is there to fight with you. Just awake him in the ship. The Lord bless you. What's the song that you play, Sister Kezia? Let's sing that. Amen. gotta tell you Satan you can't cross the bloodline because I'm covered by the blood you may stand and you may fight but you're gonna lose this battle tonight remember Cross the bloodline.